Hey, Shipper City. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into the episode, do me a favor and consider tapping that support this podcast link in your favorite podcast player. Every little bit helps us stay on the air and keeps us creating the content that you love. Be sure to follow along on social. We are on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at iShipItPod. You can head over to the website, iShipItPod.com, to sign up for email updates when new episodes are released. And you can send us emails at iShipItPod at gmail.com. And remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to and tell your friends that you ship it. So take a second, do all of that while you enjoy a word from our sponsors. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. Hey there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. Hey guys, still in quarantine, not going to do a COVID update this week because it just gets more and more monotonous and we don't need that. Also, we have a whole bunch of stuff going on, so I figured we'd like jump right into business as soon as we got started. But I hope you're all doing well. Um, We've had some super beautiful weather the past two days. Last week was like soups rainy, but that was nice because it matched my mood and I just got to stay inside and read and write fic all week. But we've been going on to flower walks, and uh, the colors are super, super, super great this past week. But that has nothing to do with what have we've been doing here at HQ. Would we consider this I ship at HQ? I mean, it's not like we have a branch campus. Okay, where, what else would we call it? <laughs> what, what else would qualify as headquarters? Except the place where we do everything and live all the time and don't leave. <laughs> All right, so here at <laughs> I ship at HQ. Not, not to, you know, make it sound all grim or anything. It's, it's a beautiful place. A nice little backyard. It's lovely. Um, but yeah, we have been uh, doing some big changes. And actually, I say we, I've done next to nothing to facilitate this change. That is you've, all. You've listened to plenty of ear beatings from me. That's not nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just me prattling on endlessly about uh, content management systems and... Uh, sponsorships we have found a um a new home for our little podcast recently jared took all the time to revamp and make sure that everything works yesterday but um where you want to tell us boss where we're now being hosted well we're parking the episodes at anchor um it's a cool podcasting service which you probably heard about in the sponsorship right before this (laughs) right i mean I would assume because I recorded it. Um, and they just, you know, they help match us up with advertisers and um, let us do the uh, monthly subscription kind of thing, which is basically a virtual tip jar. And it'd be really great if uh, people could jump on board and support us because we both lost our jobs. Hey, we ain't got no jobs. And they may or may not be coming back. We kind of worked for industries that were kind of the very first early rounds of people to get laid off. And uh, it's just, you know, it's the nature of what we do. Uh, If you can't have 3,000 people congregate (laughs) in the same room, then it turns out you don't need me. (laughs) And you don't need me. And yeah. Turns out you can't. So, uh, yeah, if everybody listening could jump on and support us, ideally at the uh, the four ninety nine, they don't really give us options on on the levels. But um, yeah, if you can afford some scratch, 
Um, if everybody jumped on and supported us at any of those levels, it would uh, it'd make it possible for this to be our jobs. Right. And then I could just not have to stress and worry about anything. And I could just do what I what I love, which is read and write. Well, I don't need to write fic to work on this podcast. But oh not getting paid for <laughs> writing fic has not stopped you from putting some time into it. <laughs> But um, yeah, so we actually, so, and going with Anchor, um, we have, our podcast is now available on a whole bunch of different services than it was before. More services, not, we didn't take anything away. But you can find us on Spotify and Stitcher now, um, which I know were two big ones that people had asked for. So yay. And sorry, we were so lazy for submitting that in the first place, because we could have done that. We could have. This just made it faster. Now it's there. Um, so yeah, so that's our new home. Uh, you guys are going to be hearing some uh, some different things at the top of the episode. We've done some changes. We're just kind of, I mean, we're coming up on 100 episodes. So it's time to tighten. Get our shit together. Yes, thank you. Get our ship together. <laughs> I was going to say, it's right there, buddy. Oh, also, this is a good time. If you're hearing this, it should be all working just fine. But if you um, have the ability, depending on where how you're listening to the podcast, to refresh from the RSS feed. That'll make sure you have the up-to-date episode descriptions, especially if you're going back and listening to any older episodes. Um, things were changing quite a bit on the back end the last couple of days. And just to make sure that you have the, the most up-to-date version of our feed, go in and you know reset things. If it, if it gives you the ability, if you're listening through Spotify or some other services, um, it's automatic. Right. But if like us, you're using something like Podcast Addict or Antenna Pod or whatever, you might need to go in and refresh the RSS feed because you could be seeing old info that um, isn't all right. I also went through and cleaned up a lot of the the episode details, so all the links should be working just fine and right. all the fix and all that stuff. Yeah, and the thing I you know care about the most is making sure that you guys have the correct links um, to the correct fix, so that the ones that I talk about get the attention that they deserve, and you can find them easily and you can bookmark them. Um, so those should all be working. As, I mean, they should have been working anyway, but just in case, go ahead and refresh that RSS feed so that all the new links and stuff come through. Okay. And if you do, see, if something's not working or something looks weird or you're like, hey guys, you don't, might not realize this, just drop us a line. Yeah. I ship at pot at gmail.com or hit us up on social. Sometimes we miss things and perfectly happy to accept criticism and, right. you know, comments and stuff. I was super excited the one time I screwed up and I didn't link the right fic like I, I messed up on my bookmarking or something and I gave the wrong link for the fic and I was like and you know I didn't notice because I didn't go through and click them which I should have um, but every, like there was like five different people who were like hey that's the wrong fic and I was so happy you're to listening. be told that I was wrong because I was like oh my gosh you want you're listening and you want to read that fic okay yes of course I'll go fix it I'm so sorry thank you um, yeah but, we appreciate that stuff yeah so we love hearing from you guys. It's really fun. It's really nice. Um, so that's our update. That's our technical update. Reading, uh, reading, regarding, <laughs> regarding Anchor and all the new changes. Let us know what you think. If you have thoughts on how we can improve, um, our emails and comment boxes are always open. Um, if it's like constructive criticism, though, could you like send us an email? Not just like put us on blast on Twitter and soups appreciate it. <laughs> just because. I'm delicate. <laughs> fragile egos. <laughs> Super fragile egos here. Um, but yeah, that's our that's our update. If you have ideas that you want to share with us, happy to listen and would love to hear from you. 
Um, before I get into my actual episode, I do want to mention something that was awesome that happened this week. Uh, AO3, our, our, our main source of content for this entire podcast, archiveofourown.org, did their annual um, April membership drive. And I talk about this every time that they do it because I care about it so much. They request, they're, they're a nonprofit. They're run entirely on donations. They have no paid staff. Everything is volunteer. Um, but they, you know, they ask for donations because they're a nonprofit and they're entirely volunteer driven. So they do this annual membership drive. $10 gets you membership for a year, which means you can vote on certain things. You um, can actually vote for the board, uh, you, all kinds of stuff. So that's cool. It's not the minimum donation though. You don't have to just do, you don't have to do, you can do less than $5 is what I mean, or $10 rather, sorry. Um, but anyway, they had their annual membership drive. Their goal was $130,000 and a bunch of people were shitty about it. Big surprise, right? People being shitty, especially in a time of crisis. And they're saying things like, oh, it's so lame. How dare AO3? This is my bro voice, by the way. How dare AO3, you know, ask for money during a pandemic? Oh, bitch, I'm sorry. Do you mean like the 7,000 tasteless fucking marketing emails that I've been getting from like giant organizations like Target? And uh, what's the other one you got Yes, the other day? Jimmy, Jimmy John's? Jimmy John's. <laughs> <laughs> It's like surviving a pandemic is tough. It said, it said times are tough. Uh, getting reward or getting free sandwiches shouldn't be. <laughs> like, so like, they don't mean like they're handing out free food to the poor. Right. <laughs> they mean we have an we have a rewards program that hasn't changed in any way. Um. So so like okay. So people are shitting all over Ao3 because that's what they fucking love. Sorry, to do. all you Jimmy John's lovers out there. But <laughs> Sorry, they're big game that's hunters. Some tasteless fucking marketing right there. <laughs> And yeah, they're big game hunters and they're tasteless marketing, uh, asking us to buy sandwiches during a time of a crisis and pandemic. Um, people have not stopped asking for money who who are not nonprofits. So the fact that, you know, people seem to think that AO3 should not be doing a membership drive during this time is insanity. Um, they have gigantic servers, okay? And they have a team of lawyers that they do need, they don't pay them, but I mean, they might have to like occasionally like legal shit comes up that they have to pay for anyway it's a whole thing okay they are notoriously fiscally responsible um everything is wide open you can look at all of their budgets you can look at all of their plans you can look at their investment portfolios which somebody else tried to use as like oh and ao3's you know even said they're investing our money Yes, because that's a smart thing to do in a low risk portfolio that I know nothing about. Um, they're not like playing the fucking stock market <laughs> with our donations. Anyway, people are shitty. Other people are amazing, though. And because we've all been using AO3 so much since we've been home, I feel like traffic has probably exploded on that website. Um, it has actually, they've said that. That since everybody's been home and jobless, so many more people are reading and writing and posting fic that their servers have been bogged down, um, but they've kept them running really well. I haven't even noticed any kind of change. Um, but anyway, so their goal was $130,000, right? And so maybe because people are feeling extra generous and want to make sure that their favorite website in the whole world, which this is why I donated, favorite website in the whole world stays running, stays free, stays ad free, all that stuff. They 
uh, they hit their goal. But I feel that it's because so many of us are equally generous and spiteful. Um, so many people were pissed off at the people who were like, oh, how dare they ask for money, that they actually ended up raising $458,501 before their week was over. What was their goal? 130000 <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, they had about 15,000 donors, and it was from 96 countries. Everybody wants to keep AO3 plugging along exactly as it has been. And I was so happy to read that. So maybe we donated out of generosity and love. Maybe we donated out of spite. It doesn't matter. We still donated. And AO3 is going to be chugging along just fine. So on behalf of them, I say thank you to everybody who donated. And good job, team. <laughs> Shutting down the haters. Um, are still going along also speaking of segments we are going along with our artist Allie again this week uh, this week is um, or sorry this week's artist is called or named Arting Grace um, it's all one word website is artinggrace.bigcartel.com that's her shop his or her sorry I don't actually know that's their shop um, they have a lot of really cool merch their style is kind of slightly reminiscent of anime but it's not i don't know enough about art to know exactly what i'm saying that's what it reminded me of i'm not a uh, critic of any kind i think it looks really cool it's very fun um a lot of really cool merch on this store though so there's like prints and apparel and pillows and buttons and stickers and they have these really cool like hologram things i don't really know how they work but like you like turn them on and it's like a little mini light show and then like there's like a, a piece of the artist's art that's like projected up um the one that i saw was actually uh tony stark saying i love you 3000 which was cute because that's exactly what happens at the end of end game um when he's just nigh about a projection and uh i thought it was really cool so there's a lot of um a lot they're a Stephen tony shipper obviously that's a lot of what their art is not my particular jar of jam but i know it is a huge huge ship and everybody loves it so if stony is your jam and you want some Stony specific art, or there's a lot of Tony Stark art as well. I know he's everybody's fave. If, uh, but the thing that I was super stoked about is that they have some of the best and most abundant Black Panther art and merch that I've ever seen. Like lots of love for um, Shuri and Okoye, both of whom are sorely lacking in representation in the fan art and merch world. Um, check them out, Art and Grace. I think you'll be glad that you did. And uh, yeah, throw them some love in this difficult time because they are one of those artists that had to, um, that is missing out on um, some cons and some uh, some shows that they were counting on. That's why we're doing this little bit to help them out. Uh, just get some more eyeballs on their work and hopefully a few more sales to make up for the difference that uh, our lovely pandemic has uh, created in a lot of people's lives. So Art and Grace, give them a hey. And uh, yeah, go get yourself something, something cute, something fucking Shuri related. There's like some stickers like Shuri surrounded by a bunch of cats. I want one. It'd be so cute. Um, but yeah, since I'm talking about Shuri, uh, that will actually lead me right in because people have often reminded me of the fact and something that I said uh, back when we did our Black Panther episode, which is that Shuri is, in fact, a Disney princess because Marvel is run by Disney. And uh, 
she's a princess. So she is a Disney princess, which leads me into my point for the episode, which is uh, we are going to talk about, we're going to go back to a um, an AU deep dive because those are actually, I thought about it, and those are my favorite episodes that I do where I find an AU or a trope and then I talk about it and then I give you a bunch of different fix from different uh, different fandoms, which is really fun. So this week, it is the fairy tale AU. And it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but I am going to dive a little deep into it just in case you've never heard of it or you've never read any. And you're wondering if your favorite fandom could fit into a fairy tale AU. And I'm just going to answer that question right off the bat. Yes, of course it would. I don't care what your fandom is. I bet it could fit into a fairy tale AU. Um, so yeah, so when I'm saying fairy tale AU, it means a couple of things. It could mean uh, an alternate universe wherein you set your favorite characters to act out a specific fairy tale. Like, I'm just going to use Marvel examples. Um, you know, a retelling of Snow White with like Darcy and the Seven Avengers with like Steve as the prince who comes to save her um, at the end. I've never read this. I don't know that I would, but you you understand what I mean. There's the the core story, and instead of the characters that are in the original story, you just put in your fandom characters, your your fictional faves. Um, that's one way. That's a really popular way, actually, the most common. Um, it's also it could be like a mishmash of different fairy tales all starring your favorites, like which I think in this case would be something along the lines of like Once Upon a Time, but. Once Upon a Time is already, you know, fairy tale fanfic. But if you took Once Upon a Time idea of all these fairy tale characters and creatures or whatever kind of living in the same area and then you applied it, you looked at it through a fandom lens, for instance, we all lived in the Avengers Tower and now everything's fairy tale characters, I would read that. I wouldn't write it, but I would read it. So if anybody else wants to write it, there's a free idea. You're welcome. Just tag me in it and make sure you send it to me because I want to read that. Um, also, so it doesn't have to be a specific story. If you're inserting any kind of fairy tale creature or magic into the world and it doesn't normally exist there, you can tag that as a fairy tale AU. Anything that feels kind of folklore-y um, or sort of mystical and lovely and romantic and um and fantastical like we we want to you know what i'm saying fairy tales like you guys know what i'm talking about i'm talking about freaking like you know dragons and princes and princesses and 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 all that stuff if you're using those elements you can consider it a fairy tale au also, you can just use certain aspects or tropes. You can have everything be the same, except you're going to lean heavily on the, you know, the true love's kiss idea or a curse or a fairy godmother type character. Um, that's that's something that you can also consider a fairy tale AU. Most common tales are going to be pulled from, of course, the big ones, Hans Christian Andersen, Brothers Grimm. If you want a darker retelling, that's the jam. Brothers Grimm so much better because they're so fucking weird. Um, and of course, you know, the almighty mouse, Disney. But what's cool about this is that you can actually pull from any kind of fable or folktale or whatever um, and tag it as an AU. One of the reasons it's great, right? Because there are so many stories out there that uh, that can be considered 
They can be considered an AU, um, or, they can, or they can be considered a fairy tale, rather. Sorry. Um, and that's not, like I said, it's not just Cinderella, Snow White, Disney princess style, whatever, or, you know, creepy Hansel and Gretel, with the kids who get eaten and then cook a woman alive. Um, but they don't get eaten, sorry. But they do burn a woman alive in her own oven, which is insane. Um, after they try to eat her house, which, like, I kind of thought she was sort of you know, justified. I think that might be one of the signs of adulthood when you start identifying with the evil witches in the fairy tales instead of like the the innocent children. Cause you're like, these kids are pieces of shit. They just like walk up to her house if I can break off some shutters and start eating them. Like get the fuck out of here, kids. Like you're depriving me of my own food. You're damn right I'm gonna put you in a cage. Tiny terrorists. <laughs> I'm also not the hugest fan of children, so... It's like you move out in the middle of the woods, try to, you know, get some space. Obviously, this woman left town for a reason. Like, she didn't want fucking kids walking around her yard. She probably worked really hard on it. And these bitch-ass little children run up and start eating her house! Like, she worked hard on that. She probably made all that candy herself. Anyway... Perhaps sugar was the only construction material, you know, available to Who her. Who knows? We will never know because uh, the survivors tell the story, don't they? Hansel and Gretel. So we don't know what kind of shit you guys got into that she was perfectly justified in keeping you in a cage. And she probably wasn't going to eat you anyway. She was probably just saying that to freak you out. And you had to burn her alive in her own oven. You suck. Anyway. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, quarantine's getting to us yet but <laughs> take taking away your turn <laughs> this is the second rant regarding fictional characters that i've gone on in recent weeks um so yes anyway so it doesn't have to be a, you know just a fairy tale like what you read in the books it can be anything like i mentioned earlier any kind of like you know traditional there's a lot of um there's a lot of stories that haven't honestly haven't been told because they're not in the main uh in the main canon i guess they're not taught you know they're not taught to kids they're not taught they're not made movies out of but like so many um there's a lot of like crazy what i found this week anyway like crazy russian fairy tales folk tales who's surprised um a lot of really cool stories um you know like from from japanese culture that i've never heard before there's a lot of really great stories and and folklore and tales from like native american um stories that no one of course ever tells about because awful things and lost cultures um but yeah so there's just a whole bunch you can find a billion different things if you have a pairing that you just think like i wonder if i could put them in any story yeah you probably can um and there's probably something for you so you got a billion different options. Uh, that's one of the best things about the fairy tale AU. Second thing that I love about it is the nostalgia. So throwing back to my get in the blanket for it episode about fluff, like fairy tales are so comforting. And yes, we can argue that they're unnecessary. I don't believe that. We actually can't argue that. We can't argue that. Somebody else can, but I will argue in support of fairy tales because it's you know, they're, they're comforting and they're predictable. And that's what we love about them because they're what we want 
out of the real world, right? Like bad people get punished and good people get rewarded and true love is enough to break any curse and like bring somebody back to life. And frankly, very frequently, there are talking animals, which I don't care what anyone says. Everybody has at one point in their life wanted to talk to an animal. Maybe not all of them, (laughs) maybe not forever, but at some point, everybody has wanted to have like some raccoon (laughs) that hangs out with them and like tells them funny stories and guides them on their path. I want that still today. Um, I don't, sadly, isn't this a terrible, I'm a terrible cat mom because I'm like, I don't know that I want my cats to talk to me because I don't think I'd like to hear what they have to say. They'd probably have a lot of criticisms that I'm not ready to speak you know, to hear about yet. Some probably hit me with some hard truths. And I feel like Darcy would probably never shut up. <laughs> I feel like Moxie would have appropriate, tasteful conversations throughout the day here and there, but not too often, yeah, not right. too much. Darcy, I feel like would probably just be screaming at us all the time. All the time. And then Rad. <laughs> and Rad would never talk. Rad would only talk when he's hungry. He's, he would just be, he would just, it would be like, you know, living with your elderly relative that you have to take care of. It's pretty safe to say all he has to say is, hey! (laughs) Hey! That kind of sounds like that's that's all he's really trying to get across. Moxie has all sorts of sing-songy nuance to her, her chatter. Mm Mm-hmm. Darcy. Darcy's just stressed out and... Constantly. Constantly alert. Needing attention, which I completely understand. (laughs) But I feel like two of us in the house battling for dominance and battling for poor Jared's attention would be torture for him. So I'm glad that I'm the only one who can talk out of the four of us because I think that's better for Jer. <laughs> Notice I lumped myself in with the animals. <laughs> and counted wrong. No. It's five of us. I said out of the four oh, of us, me, me and the three gotcha. cats. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have three of them. <laughs> Which cat are you forgetting? <laughs> so we all wanted a talking animal at one point or another. And fairy tales have those and that's amazing and that's wonderful and super comforting also um you can improve on a story and so you know it's a familiar story it's a predictable story but it's also your story which means that there are things if you don't like stuff about a certain fairy tale you can change it you can twist it around to fit your characters and your tastes and i'm just gonna say it especially if that includes like a tastefully but mildly gratuitous smutty scene from like that the brothers Grimm left out but you want to include it with your favorite characters because they're wonderful um do it gimme we need more of it (laughs) times are tough and what better than like magical smut to to ease all that ails us I have some examples for you. I never come empty-handed to an episode. Uh, And they are from a whole bunch of different fandoms, which is always fun, including some new ones that I have never explored before. So uh, jumping right in, we have one called The Damp Grass Yields to Me by Ashley Kay. And it is an Anne of Green Gables fic. It's Anne and Gilbert. Um, and you've heard me talk about Anne of Green Gables before. You also heard me mispronounce one of the main character's first names because I had a Berenstein Bear moment. Notice how I said it right. Uh, where I thought her name was Matilda my entire life. It's not Matilda. It's Marilla. Um, and I would have gone to my grave calling her Matilda because every that's how I heard it in the 
the shows. That's how I read it in the books. That's I was 1000% convinced that Anne's guardian's names were Matthew and Matilda. They're not. They're Matthew and Marilla. So apologies forever because my brain played a trick on me. Berenstein Bear style, though that one I will never yield upon. It is not Berenstain Bears. Ugh. It's Berenstein Bears. And fight me. I'm correct. Multiple universe, whatever, schism mixing consciousness, whatever the hell is responsible for that. It's the same thing that happened with me and Anna Green Gables. But this fic, Marilla isn't really mentioned. It's it's mostly Anne and Gilbert. Um, and this fic reads like poetry. It's so pretty. It's like sweeping. It's not a long fic. It's just this very brief, beautiful kind of sweeping love story between the two of them. Um, it focuses, it's one part Gilbert and then one part Anne, and it kind of just goes back and forth like a little refrain, um, call and response sort of fix, uh, sort of um, perspectives back and forth and how they come together. And it's just really, really, really lovely. So it's called The Damp Grass Yields to Me. It's by Ashley Kay. I think you will enjoy it, even if you're not um, an Anne, an Anne fangirl. I would almost, I almost like tried to put that together, but like it would just be fangirl <laughs> with two N's and an E. Uh, but if, <clears throat> if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, or you're kind of curious about Gilbert and Anne, uh, check this out. It's, it's a quick read, but it's beautiful. It's lovely. And I think you will enjoy it. Next one is a, um, oh, I'm sorry. Before I get into the next one, speaking of this Anne fic, it doesn't necessarily play out like a traditional fairy tale. It's it's more in the way that it's written. Um, so it's written a, as a fairy tale about Anne and Gilbert, which is another way that you can utilize the trope. So just so you know. Uh, Brucie and the Beast is our next fic by Blizzard Fire. Uh, guess who this is about? This is about Bruce Banner and the Hulk. And it is a kind of more traditional fairy tale setting wherein uh bruce is a uh he's a prince who's been locked away rapunzel style by his evil father uh who i believe is thaddeus ross but they never really get into who he is it doesn't matter because it's fun no matter what but his evil father locks bruce in the tower i'm having so much fun just saying these words and then bruce finally escapes and he's in the forest and it's scary and it's dark and he's rescued by a monster. Um, and the monster's the Hulk. So it's it's a fun one because it's Bruce and the Hulk and he's not the same, they're not the same person. Um, but it's it's not, uh, if you're worried, if you're concerned, this is gonna be some sort of Bruce slash Hulk love story, that's not the case. It is the story of the power of love and friendship and um, somebody loving the Hulk for who he is, for him being a friend to Bruce, which I love so much. I love the idea of Bruce and the Hulk making peace with one another and coexisting, which is why I am in the minority of all the things that were wrong with Endgame. I honestly don't know that Professor Hulk was one of them. I liked seeing Bruce finally, you know, at peace with himself. It was very nice for me to see. Not many people agree with me, but it's fine. It's my show. I'll say whatever I want. Uh, next one is a retelling of 
the little mermaid the actual brothers i think it's brothers grim version so it's not um she's not singing on a rock anywhere or whatever um but it's doctor who and it's who play it's clara and eleven and it's called of sea waves and starlight le petit run by cat like and uh nobody gets to make fun of how i speak french because uh it's my show and it's uh it's the actually the retelling of the little mermaid and mixed with clara's first episode when uh Eleven finds her on a Dalek-infested planet, and he's talking to her through a, um, I want to say it's like through the comm system. She's guiding him to wherever he is, uh, and, and there's a reveal at the end that she is not Clara. She's not a human being. She's just, um, she's a Dalek that they, she was a human, and they turned her into a Dalek. And uh, she's her consciousness is still there, and she kind of lied to herself because the truth was so horrible that she had been turned into this monster. Um, so she was, you know, clinging to her humanity by pretending that she wasn't, but that all of this hadn't happened, and that she was living this sort of fantasy life. Um, and he had to break it to her at the end that he couldn't save her because she she wasn't. It, it was too late that she was, you know not a human anymore it's very sad this fic actually has a happy ending so don't worry but instead of being turned into a dalek she is turned into a siren and uh eleven is on a ship that crashes or is waiting to crash something happens with the ship anyway um she's afraid to speak out loud to him because she knows that if she does um the siren part of her will take over and she'll kill him. So she doesn't want to. She's still pretending that she's a human being. She's lying to him unintentionally, saying that she's a human. It's a really good fic, okay? I'm probably not explaining it well. I want you to read it, okay? It's, it's again, super, like, really, I'm going to say, like, super, I don't want to say flowery because that sounds like it's not necessary. But it has that sort of fairy tale sparkle, and it's like every line is again it's very poetic it's very very well written and there's just a lot of it's kind of one of those fics that you can like sink into it's very comforting and it does have a happy ending and you love siren clara so much you just like root for her and you want her to be okay even though you're not sure how that's gonna happen because you know what she's pretending not to know anymore anyway it's a whole thing of sea waves and starlight by cat like you're going to love it. Even if you don't love Clara, you're wrong, but you're going to love this fic. Uh, Cause it's, it's so, it's, it's like, it's like painful in parts <laughs> and it's pretty and it's just, um, it's kind of siren-esque in that way that it's like so beautiful. You don't want to look away. Um, but it doesn't make you crash. Don't worry. I promise it will catch you. Next one we have is a retelling of um, I think it's a couple different Russian fairy tales uh, that have more 
Like they're not, it's not one specific fairy tale that it's based off, but it's pulling elements. That's what I want to say. It's pulling elements from different Russian fairy tales. And this is a Yuri on Ice fic, which if you recall, Nia, our friend, was the one who introduced us to Yuri on Ice. And they have cropped up a couple times, uh, Victor and Yuri especially, that being the main ship. They've cropped up a couple times in our AU episodes, and I thought it'd be fun to bring them back here. Uh, it's called The Frozen Lake by Wissia, W-I-S-I-A. And it is, again, it is Victor and Yuri. Um, and Victor in this fic has gone missing. Uh, nobody has seen him. He went to Russia, where he's from. He's in Russia. And he disappeared. No one knows where he is. They think maybe he's, like, laying low, taking time off. Uh, Yuri happens to be there just kind of on a trip. He's sort of looking for himself. He's feeling a little bit lost, a little bit deflated. He doesn't know what to do. But um, he hears that Victor has gone missing and he is curious. So he's sort of kind of retracing Victor's steps, trying to find him. And um, and some kind of like weird, mysterious things happen around this frozen lake. And there's elements of like Baba Yaga and the Snow Queen. Um, and and there's a moment. I mean, it's it's all very mysterious. There's there's also he's not a talking dog. <laughs> yet i haven't finished it yet it's about halfway through it's 15 chapters it's not very long but i just wanted to make sure i had the feel for it but there is a dog i'm hoping he turns into a talking dog because he has sort of magical elements already um i think he might be a good guide for yuri uh, as they're looking for victor so it's called the frozen lake by wisia and that's that's that and uh last one is called all the better to love you with by chaotic transmissions and this is a winter shield shock uh i want to say there are options there are probably aspects of um beauty and the beast and also you know maybe peter and the wolf where darcy is a witch and Steve is a, uh, he's not a hunter. Well, he is a hunter. Yeah, he's a hunter from the local village. And Bucky is a werewolf type creature. He's, he can shift and transform. Um, and he lives in the forest. And Darcy was always told to never go in the forest by her family. And um, Steve goes in the forest all the time because he's a hunter. So it's an OT3 uh, winter shield shock we're in i believe again not finished yet gonna keep reading because this one really captured my attention big surprise uh winter shield shock so it's darcy lewis steve rogers and bucky barnes and i want to say i'm just gonna guess and i hope i'm right that the it's one of those the power of love transforms all monsters into princes as they should be and uh these three are gonna learn a lot from each other i'm very excited about it uh so that's one that's got a different kind of a different um take on a couple different fairy tales mixed together and also has that really nice lyrical musical writing style um that's very very easy to get lost in which is interesting because that's kind of one of the themes about getting lost in the woods so well done chaotic transmissions i'm very intrigued and i'm going to keep reading i hope that everybody else starts and then continues to read all of these fix lets the authors know that they are there that they are reading that they are grateful for the words they put out into the universe that is all i have for you guys this week i hope that you have a wonderful week that you live happily ever after 
or until next week at least. Live happily ever until next week. And to my one fan, Karen, I do live for you. So thank you so much for listening every week. I love that so much. And in the meantime, the rest of you, as always, get your shit together. Bye.